0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Tesla once again dominates a Consumer Reports survey about owner satisfaction. Tesla's eating the lunch of all of its luxury market competitors. The base Model 3 adds some welcome new standard equipment and more. What's happening, friends? Alongside my canine co-host, Daisy the Boxer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This is Ride the Lightning, episode 329 for November 21st, 2021, and coming to you uh, here early. I'm on a Thursday, late Thursday this week, because I have a family trip coming up that I am heading on the road for, so if anything major pops up this Friday, I will cover it on, well, Not next week's show, but the week after next week's show, because I have, in fact, already pre-recorded an episode for you for next week. The show must go on. The show will continue as scheduled. It is a 50-minute interview with Jeff McGovern from Immaculate Reflections about all things detailing. I had solicited some questions from the audience for this via my Instagram a few weeks ago, and honestly, I do get asked about detailing with regards to Tesla a lot. So I thought, well, this would be a good opportunity to sit down with the actual expert while I happened to be there at his shop a few weeks ago. It was when I was getting those illuminated door sill plates installed on my car. Jeff was kind enough to give me about an extra hour of his time there to record an interview about, again, all things car detailing for your Tesla. So I hope you enjoy that. I will be back, quote-unquote, live with the week's, you know, up-to-the-minute news on episode 331, but that uh, that vacation episode 330 for next week, that will go up extra early for the Patreon backers who have the early access tier and higher, which is basically everybody. So hope you enjoy that. And for now, though, there is plenty to talk about that happened this week in the world of Tesla, starting with this. Tesla has taken three of the top four spots in Consumer Reports' 2021 Vehicle Owners Survey to find the, in all caps now, most satisfying cars on the market. Consumer Reports in their write-up sums it up, or I should say sets it up as such, "'Knowing how much you might like or even love "'your next vehicle would be a pretty valuable insight "'as you go about researching your next car purchase.' Enter Consumer Reports' predicted owner satisfaction scores. Every year, we ask our members in our annual auto surveys whether they'd buy their same car again if given the chance. The survey also queries owners about their satisfaction with several specific aspects of their car ownership experience, such as comfort, driving, and ease of use when it comes to in-car electronics. Based on the responses, we calculate a predicted owner satisfaction score each year for new models. We believe our findings, based on the experiences of actual car owners with one to three-year-old vehicles, offer invaluable insight to help you make a successful match with your next new car. With that preamble out of the way, you want to guess what the top four were? Or more specifically, what order? Because I just told you Tesla's got three of the top four. So you've got a pretty good chance to guess what three of those are. It's the fourth that I'll tell you, I would not have guessed this car. And I don't mean that disrespectfully towards this other vehicle that cracked the Consumer Reports top four. I just wouldn't have even have known where to start. But in any case, number one, as you have probably guessed, that would be the Model 3, Tesla Model 3. The number two spot, that's the wild card here. It went to the Kia Telluride, so congratulations to Kia there, a lot of owner satisfaction in the initial phases of ownership on that. Now, uh, now that you know the top two, I'll bet you can also guess what the next one is because now you know that three and four are both Teslas. So yes, number three, after that little dramatic pause, is the Model Y. Now, can you guess number four? Hint, you've got a 50-50 shot at this. At worst, at worst, that is, that would be the S or the X. If you guessed the Model S, you would be correct. That was the number four spot on Consumer Reports' list. Now, the Model X, if you're curious, did rank on this list in the number 10 spot, meaning that Tesla's entire lineup is on this top 10 list, and Tesla as a brand grabs, obviously then, 40% of this entire list. Think about that. The entire car industry and Tesla, who makes four cars right now, is 40% of that entire list with all four of the cars they make cracking the top 10. Uh, and again, these are owner surveys from the totally independent Consumer Reports. This was not a poll. This was not a popularity contest. This was not an editorial choice made by Consumer Reports. This was a survey of actual owners of these cars. Now, if you're curious as I was, Lincoln was the only other automaker that grabbed more than one spot on the list, and they came in at number six and number seven, with the Lincoln Aviator and Lincoln Corsair, respectively. The Mazda Miata made the list at number five, so now you're just rounding out this thing, as did the Toyota Prius at number eight, which, personally, that is is my least favorite car I've ever been in. Uh, I can't stand how they ride, but I'm not gonna get into that, and I'm not here to bash other cars, but clearly the owners of the Prius love those cars, and that's great. And the Jeep Gladiator was number nine. I already told you, of course, Model X was number 10. So this, again, speaks to just how revolutionary of a product each of the Teslas are, individually. Not just collectively, but individually. It turns out that people really do like electric cars when they're done in a clean sheet, forward thinking kind of way. And and really, that's the only way that Tesla was ever going to survive. I've talked about this ad nauseum in the past on the podcast, but the Tesla's, the cars had to be so appealing that people would be willing to leave the internal combustion engine cars that they had driven and been used to their entire adult lives, and they had to willingly adopt what is unmistakably. I mean, you can't, no matter how big of an electric car super fan you are, you have to admit that making the jump to an electric car, it is a paradigm shift in for most people, for everyone. I mean, you know, some people are more open to it. Some people are more tech savvy. Some people are more this. Some people are more that. It is not an easy leap to make to embrace an electric car, And, uh, and by the way, from an extremely young car company, no less, in the form of Tesla. So bravo to Tesla here. They have earned their four places on this list through their exceptionally hard work over the last, you know, 10 plus years from the development of the Model S. I mean, you go back all the way, of course, with the Roadster that paved the way, but specifically with the lineup as is that's, that's on this list, the S, the X, the 3, and the Y. It's just an incredible achievement for the entire team at Tesla here. Uh, No other auto manufacturer can claim that every single car they make is on the top 10 Consumer Reports list of of, uh, highest owner satisfaction. That is just awesome. Now, uh, again, not that I prefer to dwell on the negative, but if you are curious what the least satisfying cars were, because Consumer Reports did put up a top 10 for that as well because I mean again not to be just blatantly negative but that information is valuable because if you're shopping for a new car you not just you don't just want to know what people are really happy with you want to know what people are really unhappy with and I won't go into the the entire 10 list cuz Tesla is not a part of any of the the 10 worst but just other than to note that rough go for nissan nissan has half of the list between nissan and infinity that's ouch ouch on that one Uh, i will say i had an infinity right before my model 3 i had the g35 coupe which i really liked i love that car uh it was a gorgeous looking car it drove really well it had a killer exhaust note i really liked that car uh, but it did seem every time I would go to Infinity to have it serviced and I just kind of you know you just walk around the showroom a little bit while you're waiting, I, it, I could tell that the G35 coupe, it was clearly an anomaly in the infinity lineup. Everything else they made was, again, I don't mean this disrespectfully. this is just my subjective opinion, but everything else was pretty su- pretty just kind of generic looking. It was like, oh, this is generic luxury car, whereas the G35 coupe to me actually really had a personality. But I digress let's get back to Tesla, shall we? Speaking of Tesla performing well, this next good news story is also based on owner feedback, although a very different kind of feedback than surveys. No, this one is more direct. It's people voting with their wallets. And the story is as such, Tesla has now displaced Mercedes-Benz as the third most popular luxury brand in the United States. Teslarati sums it up by writing, According to the report from Automotive News, Mercedes-Benz accumulated over 213,000 vehicle registrations in 2021 through Q3. Tesla handily made its way past Mercedes-Benz with 230,000 plus reservations, becoming the third best-selling luxury car brand in the Routinely touted U.S. sector where luxury vehicles make up about 5% of the market. Tesla is not far off from uh, from the other high-end brands as the leaders BMW and Lexus held leads over the electric car company, but not by much. BMW reached just over 259,000 vehicles. Again, Tesla was 230, uh, so BMW in first place with Lexus coming in second at 245000 and change in terms of units sold. And by the way, as Teslarati correctly notes, Tesla may very well take over the top spot, the number one spot in the United States luxury sector just by the end of this year. And there are, as I now uh, just get into my own thoughts on this, there are a couple of reasons why Tesla may indeed catch BMW and Lexus Sooner rather than later. The first is the obvious one, and that is Tesla is growing, and they're doing so very, very quickly. I mean, you all know about the not one but two new factories that Tesla is getting ready to bring online and start pumping out Model Y's from. So the thing is, Tesla has a very, very high ceiling here, particularly relative to their competitors, whose business, again, I don't say it disrespectfully, but just You just look at the facts, their business is flatter than Tesla's. Not that they're not doing well, but Tesla has uh, a lot more ceiling, a lot more overhead room to grow into. The second reason that I think Tesla could overtake them very quickly, given that they're nipping at both of those companies' heels already, is the chip shortage. Now, I admit that I absolutely cannot speak confidently to what the situation regarding the chip shortage is at BMW or Lexus because I don't follow those companies particularly closely. But what I do know from following Tesla very closely is that, uh, my friendly neighborhood electric car maker here is full of really, really talented engineers who, as we have, ex- uh, have had explained to us on earnings calls throughout the year, they have adapted on the fly and figured out How to adapt the firmwares of just any new controllers, any new chips that they can get their hands on in order to make them compatible with the cars and get them out the door in order to, (laughs) since Dune is a hot new movie right now, to keep the spice flowing production wise in a way that the rest of the car industry is probably, and again, I have to just couch this because I don't know those other companies well, but the rest of the car industry is probably most likely struggling more with adapting to the chip shortage than Tesla has just because of the way that Tesla is vertically integrated, the way that Tesla operates as more of a lean mean startup rather than like a giant barge that's big and powerful, but takes a long time to turn and a long time to pivot. So the, the end result here is a winning formula for Tesla right now high demand, plus new manufacturing capability coming online, plus engineering wizardry that allows them to adapt and continue pushing forward. So as far as I'm concerned, the question isn't really if Tesla takes the number one spot for most popular luxury auto brand in the US, it's when. Whether that's by the end of this year or a little bit into 2022, we shall see. Uh, Let's talk Model 3 for a minute. The Model 3 now comes standard with the heated steering wheel and heated rear seats on all trims. This obviously already applied to the long range and the performance, so I'm speaking specifically here of the base Model 3. I want to say thank you to Tesla Reddit user MrLife for pointing this out after uh, that person sifted through the Model 3 design studio. Now that we're officially into the 2022 models, Mr. Life dug through it to compare, see what was new, and, well, Mr. Life found those two very things. Now, you still don't get floor mats in the base Model 3, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as the Standard Range Plus Model 3, nor do you get the full array of speakers for your sound system in the base Model 3, but you do now get the heated steering wheel and heated rear seats. And I know what you're thinking, and you're absolutely right, that they're not really free at all, given the fact that Tesla has raised the price of the base Model 3 by about $7,000 over the past year, up to where it is right now, as of this recording, at $45,000. Heated rear seats are, I believe if I remember correctly, a $300 upgrade through the app, on the existing standard range plus cars. And the heated steering wheel, I think wasn't too much either. Was that maybe 500 or a little less? I can't quite recall now actually off the top of my head. So that is to say the point here is it's not as if the 2022 model year buyers are necessarily coming out ahead in the deal compared to those of you that bought a 2021 standard range plus, even with the slight overall range increase on the 2022 and the higher daily range that those LFP batteries give you by letting you charge to hundred percent every day. But at least under the price increased circumstances that we find ourselves in now, Tesla is not going to nickel and dime you on the model year 2022 base model three cars with, with any kind of micro transactions on those two items after your forty-five thousand dollar purchase has been made, uh, for this reason, I would not expect the pre-2022 Model 3 standard range pluses to suddenly get these two features unlocked for free. I don't think that's going to happen. You paid significantly less, so I just I doubt that these two features are going to magically unlock for you at no cost. I would love to be wrong about that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, get me wrong. I guess is what I'm trying to say to Tesla. But I mean, seriously, I'm I'm trying to be realistic. Like I, it's certainly a, a viable question to ask yourself if you are a standard range plus Model 3 owner. But I would not expect those features to get on, unlocked for you for free. Next up this week, a couple more stories. One of the most bullish Tesla investors out there. Has an especially optimistic projection for Tesla's place in the entire auto industry in the next five years. One more tip of the cap goes to Tesla Roddy, which is where I saw this story, who writes, ARC CEO, excuse me, ARC Invest, CEO Kathy Wood, predicts that Tesla's share in the total auto market could be up to 25% by 2026. She says, quote, if Tesla is the first to be successful in autonomous in the United States, we're beginning to believe that not only will Tesla take that biggest share of the electric vehicle market, we believe that it could take 20 to 25% share of the total auto market in five years. And she said this in an interview with Barron's. Now, as you know, I am certainly a Tesla fanboy myself. I freely admit that. I wouldn't be doing a Tesla podcast every single week. Otherwise though, as in, in, uh, I've got my journalism degree hard coded into me. I do always do my best to stay grounded and realistic. Still, as much as I would love for Kathy to be right here, I don't share that level of enthusiasm. That is just an incredible level of enthusiasm. Again, that's it. I do hope she's right. I hope she's right. And I think she's right in one sense. I do think that Tesla could end up having a gargantuan share of the overall car market. I just don't see it happening in five years. For one, I just don't think Tesla will have the volume yet to achieve that, even if they have the demand, which that I think is a much more likely scenario. They're going to need more factories in order to have that production volume. And they're going to need to have the $25,000 car, the artist not known as the Model 2, as well, uh, which in five years probably will, if I had to guess, which obviously that's all I can do sitting here now in November of 2021, is uh, I would expect that the, the cheaper car will probably be announced sometime next year and available in a year or two after that. And so in a total of five years from now, that uh, cheaper car might only really just be starting to hit maximum volume production. Now I looked this up and it looks like that about 66 million new cars are sold worldwide each year, or at least I guess, let's call that, that's the, the pessimistic estimate. That's the low estimate that I was able to find online. I saw, I did see another estimate that suggests it's more like 74 or 75 million cars each year, but if we go ahead and run with the 66 million figure, 20% of that would be roughly 13 million cars, give or take, since that guesstimate also does not account for the number of new cars sold each year to grow at all, which obviously it will. But anyway we also know that Tesla wants to get to 20 million cars sold per year in 10 years. What's actually now nine years from now, I am on record saying that I think in typical Elon fashion, that Tesla will absolutely get there. Just not on the schedule that Elon has set. And if they're at half of that in 10 years, that's still 10 million cars. So in five years, Maybe, you know, we're talking somewhere between 5 and 10 million cars uh, a year. The point being here is to say that I do think both Kathy and Elon's projections are going to come true. I just think both will take longer than either has stated. But again, I hope they're right, and I hope that I turn out to be too pessimistic about it in the end. That's the one nice part about this podcast. It's just it's just a... Uh, it's a it's a time capsule. You can dig this up in five years and we can all see how right or wrong I was. Probably more wrong. That's usually how it goes, but I do my best in the moment with the information given to me. And by the way, I wanted to finish this out by saying that I wholeheartedly agree with Kathy Wood with regards to her sentiment about autonomy. If Tesla can crack that, or really, I mean, it's, whoever cracks autonomy first stands to have a gargantuan leg up on the entire rest of the car industry. It would be like the automotive equivalent of hitting the mother load on a gold claim in mid-19th century California. I mean, that's what it's going to be like for whoever cracks the code on autonomous driving first. All right, finally this week, Let's end on something a little extra fun, shall we? Tom Brady went on Bloomberg Technology to discuss his decision to sign on to Hertz's Tesla EV rental ad campaign. I saw this on Clean Technica. Here is a clip of the world-famous quarterback who starts out, by just to set this clip up, he's talking about the leadership team at Hertz here, before he gets asked a question that I think all of you will be able to guess the answer to,
1: I think obviously it starts with incredible leadership. And I think Tom, Greg, and Mark uh, really provide that. And, uh, you know, I've got great faith in the leadership team, and I think they're building and reinventing a great business. Um, I've been someone who's, uh, been a customer of Hertz for a long time, and I think their move to electric vehicles is super important. And when Tom talked about what the opportunity was, um, you know, for him in this business, uh, I certainly wanted to do my best to help promote people who are changing the world in a really positive way. So uh, we talk so much about sustainability and um, actions that you can do on a daily basis that are sustainable for now and the future. And um, you know, this is one of those areas that. You know, I feel really strongly about, and I love partnering with uh, a great business, a great business team that has a great mission. So it was a a really fun campaign, and I hope people really enjoy it.
2: You drive an EV, right, Tom?
1: I do, and I have for uh, for quite a few years.
3: Which model, and what was it that made you an EV convert? Well, I've had a
1: Tesla for about four years, and um, again, I think it's, uh, it's kind of the direction the world is heading. And I think for me, it was about being really conscious about um, obviously the impact that we all have on, on our planet and um, the things that we can do as individuals to um, make progress in the areas of sustainability. And um, I love the cars. Uh, there's a lot of companies that have followed suit, obviously. And, and as the guys up there, as Tom, Greg, Mark, talked about that's kind of where where everyone's heading and um you know it's a really cool time to be a car lover and i certainly am and tom always gives me a, nobody loves cars as much as tom wagner believe me and uh, he always kind of keeps me in tune with what's going on and uh, he's really on the forefront of of the really cool aspects of of uh, car making
0: if tom has had his tesla for four years let me put my detective hat on <laughs> i'm guessing he's either got an s or an x Technically, he might have a Model 3, but considering that the first threes in the second half of 2017 really only went to employees and investors, I suspect the three is not the car he's referring to there. Plus, he's a tall guy, as pro football players tend to be, so odds are it's the X or the S, and we know he's got kids as well, so I think it's probably a coin flip between X and S, but I don't know, I'm gonna say Tom Brady... My guess is he's a Model S guy. If I had to guess, I'm going with the S on this one. Anyway, uh, whether you're a fan of Tom Brady or not, he does lend a lot of visibility to this promotional campaign that Hertz is running right now to try and get the word out about the Tesla deal. So that's a good thing. In fact, here's the latest spot in the campaign, which is extremely short. It's six seconds long. But it gave me a good chuckle and the setup, since you obviously can't see the video here on a podcast, is that Tom is walking through the Hertz rental lot, which in the video is a sea of white Model 3s. And the other thing you need to know is the name of the ad campaign, like the tagline is, let's go, Hertz, let's go. So here is the quick six second spot that's going out on social media and on TV right now. Let's go.
4: Let's go.
0: And that will get people's attention too. If you're uh, watching a commercial between quarters during a football game and that ad comes on, you're going to look up and go, what? Oh, Hertz? Oh, Tesla's back there? Cool. So that will get people's attention. I love it. All right, that's everything I've got for you in this week of Tesla news. And before I move on to the Ride the Lightning hotline, I want to once again mention my friends at Wholesome Bakery. This week, Ride the Lightning is once again brought to you by the plant-based baking wizards at Wholesome Bakery. I would like to, again, thank those of you that have ordered from them so far and have even mentioned on your order that you got there via this podcast. I appreciate that. Whether it is your first time ordering or you're already hooked, I've got some exciting news here. Their biggest sale of the year is coming up, so mark your calendars. Wholesome Bakery's Black Friday sale is coming up with the code Black Friday, all one word, B-L-A-C-K-F-R-I-D-A-Y for 20% off of their holiday menu, their best sellers, and everything in between. The sale starts right now, Sunday the 21st and ends at midnight on Monday the 29th. So be sure to check out their website at wholesomebakery.com to get all of your holiday treats. So then now the question is, what to get? Again, I love the cookie sandwiches, But the holiday offerings are crazy good this year. They've got a special holiday menu of amazing items that can either be shipped, delivered, or picked up if you're here in the San Francisco area. If you're, again, local to the Bay Area, check out Pies, Buttermilk Biscuits, Pumpkin Swiss Rolls, and Eggless Nog. For those of you not in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can have their holiday cookie assortments. Ooh, can't wait for that one the pumpkin chocolate loaves and holiday fudge. All of that can be shipped right to your door. And again, it's all plant-based, meaning nothing they offer has dairy. Plus, everything on the menu is organic, gluten-free, soy-free, and free of refined sugar, so you will avoid that crazy sugar crash. These goodies are, in short, Guilt-free, not only for your body, but for the planet as well. Whether you're ordering for your holiday meals or getting a head start on your holiday shopping, take advantage of this exclusive one-time mega offer. Again, it's 20% off of every order this week only, November 21st through November 29th. You've got to try these out, my friends. I promise that you will not regret it. Check them out and get your order in at WholesomeBakery.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-S-O-M-E-B-A-K-E-R-Y.com. And use that code Black Friday, all one word, at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to the Ride the Lightning Hotline. It is your time to shine and be featured here on the podcast. If you've got a Tesla question, comment, or discussion topic, you can call in with it. I would love to hear from you and feature you here on the show. You can call in in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record your question, please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many people each week as possible, and then email that file to me at... Tesla podcast at gmail.com alternatively you can take that very same 90 second or less question and call in and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline itself it's a toll free number you can call anytime and the number is 1-888- 989 Again, that's 1 989 TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. First up this week is Patrick from Orlando. Hey Ryan,
3: this is Patrick from Orlando. Big fan of the show. Had an observation slash question for your thoughts. So uh, my my cars have 98, so we were able to get the SD this week and took it out for a spin last night, and you know had the same kind of experience you did. And I'm just kind of thinking, you know, the highway experience for autopilot is is great. You know, you can really sit back, feel confident in it. And I'm just curious, like, why? If you heard anything about why they didn't just focus more attention on getting that to be at 100%, where you could just take a step back, watch a movie, etc., which to me would be a lot more valuable than making right and left turns in a city where it's not that big of a deal for me to do, right? But if I'm on a long trip, I'd rather be able to check out a bit more. So interested in your thoughts about that, about why they focused on city versus perfecting autopilot on the highway. Uh, big, Big fan of the show, and thanks for doing what you do. Take care.
0: Hey Patrick, thanks for your call Uh, This is a fair question And one that I'm sure could be the start of a good healthy debate I wonder if perhaps the direct answer to your question is liability I believe the US government could or would hold Tesla liable In the event of a problem or incident If it were an actual level 4 or level 5 system on the highway I could be wrong about that But that might factor in. Also, the natural issue then would be, how do you transition off of that, right? Off of the highway. Uh, If you can actually not pay attention on the highway, if they had the system that good, what happens when you get off the highway? You know, how does that, how do you ensure that the driver is taking over there? But really the most subjective answer I have is, uh, sort of paradoxically the one that I actually feel the most confident in having followed Tesla and Elon for all of these years. And that is that I believe they've chosen this path because it is the most ambitious path. The one with the highest ceiling, the toughest road, if you will fill in your metaphor, uh, the one that if they're successful could genuinely change transportation in this country as a whole, in the world as a whole, and specifically change it for the better for so many, many individual people. And we know that's how Elon likes to roll. He likes to dream big, he likes to try and solve big problems, and he is good at motivating a team to help him do that. So I think that's the biggest reason of all personally, but to be clear, you have a perfectly reasonable argument in suggesting that patrick thanks so much for calling in dave from yorktown is up next
5: hello ryan this is dave from yorktown calling in congratulations on getting the full self-driving beta i'm still waiting for mine and uh that's why i'm calling uh i've been a solid 98 safety score for a long time so i was looking forward to getting that very soon Uh, and, uh, and of course I was listening to you and you were like 97 and then all of a sudden Ryan's a 99 and he's got full strength driving beta and I'm like, how did he pass me? And then I dropped to 97. Well, I, uh, I found out and I'm sure most people probably realize this, but in any case, I'll point it out is that the, uh, the period of grading is a month long. So what happened to me was I lost a whole series of 100s and picked up a couple 96s. So uh, that's what happened to me. And now I'm at 97. I'll be back to 98, I'm sure, once I drop those 96s and pick up some more 100s. Uh, and uh, and you, fortunately, must have dropped one of your 96s and brought you back up to 99, and you're in. So uh, congratulations. We're all looking forward to full self-driving beta. love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Have a great day.
0: You are correct, Dave. Uh, my worst drive was on my third day with the with uh, the safety score when I was driving it in the first day I drove it in San Francisco proper before I kind of learned what it what it needs you know how to properly uh, you know get the good score, what to do. And after working my way back to a 98, what happened to me, I'm pretty sure is that the month, as you said, rolled over and that bad score fell off of my monthly tally. And I bumped up to a 99 at that point and was then lucky enough to get the beta. You will get there soon, no doubt. 10.5 is supposed to be out pretty much by the time anybody hears this on Sunday. uh, Elon put up a quick tweet here on Thursday as I record Thursday night that just said yes to when someone asked him if 10.5 was still on track. So that would be the 97s would be going in on that. So, Uh, Safe travels out there, Dave. I wish you no phantom forward collision warnings or people who you can't control cutting you off. All the best. Here's Michael from Maryland up next.
6: Hey, Ryan. Love the podcast. Uh, This is Michael from Maryland. I got a 2021 Model Y. Love it. But my question is, I feel like others get updates quicker than other people. So, example, Live Century. I would love to have that, but why don't I get that update, or when will I get that update? And also, along with the uh, the FSD, I got a 98 rating for two weeks now. Just curious how that works. I'm kind of new to the community. Thank you.
0: Hey, Michael. Welcome to the hotline, and welcome to the podcast. Well, as I just got done talking about With your 98 score, you should certainly be getting in in the next group, and as I just mentioned, the 10.5 release due here this weekend, right about the time you hear this, so uh, that should be the case. Now, as to the updates, my understanding is that new cars, which it sounds like yours is, take a couple of months to get their first updates as the specific configuration of your car, because again, as I talked about earlier in the podcast with the chip shortage, Tesla is cobbling together all of the various chips and controllers for all of the various components of the car that they can during this ongoing chip shortage. All of that, your your car configuration needs to get merged with the main software branch. And so you should start to see regular updates fairly soon. Another friend of mine with a new Model Y has run into this very thing as well. He paid for FSD and has the production build but still as of the last time I heard from him, has not gotten the software version that lets him press that request FSD beta button and start his safety score adventure again. So, uh, Michael, I hope that helps. And let me go next to John from Denver, Colorado.
6: Hey Ryan, this is John from Denver. Uh, love your podcast. I was calling in response to a gentleman, uh, who was calling in on uh, this past week's show asking about, uh, Putting in an order for Model Y, uh, and how long you can delay it, and if that, uh, and what the time frame of changing the options are uh, for a car once ordered. Uh, while I can't give any uh, suggestions uh, as to uh, how long you can delay your orders, I can definitely tell you that if you've ordered your car, as in not, you know, not like pre-ordered your car like the Model Three used to be or the Cybertruck is now, if you actually ordered your car, you really can't change the options. Uh, technically, you can. But if you do change in options, you will likely be affected by any price increases uh, that uh, Tesla may or may not have done by the time you put the order in and by the time you change an order. Uh, I happen to have um, a Model Y on order uh, way back when it was first released and ordered a performance seven-seat variant. Uh, that car essentially was not made. And when I was trying to uh, potentially switch my order to just a five-seat performance or maybe just a seven-seat um uh, standard or uh, seven-seat uh, dual motor, which is what eventually got, uh, I was kind of at a uh, an impasse because I essentially locked in uh, various prices specifically for a lower-priced FSD package that I wanted, uh, and it actually took a while for Tesla to figure out how to negotiate that. And so I would say that uh, to the gentleman that was thinking about trying to get a Y as soon as possible, uh, like you kind of mentioned, I would order whenever you're ready. Uh, because if you order and think that you're going to change your order, uh, you may get hit with a price increase uh, when uh, when you try to change the options around. Uh, so hopefully this helps out. Uh, love the show. Thanks a lot.
0: Well, this is one of those calls that I've got nothing to add. John, I appreciate your call here and this clarification. It is a good detail slash distinction to note for everybody. Take care, John. Here's uh, we'll stick with John's. So let's go to Jonathan from Atlanta up next, responding to Ken from Ireland from last week, talking bike racks.
7: Hey Ryan, Jonathan from Atlanta, just wanted to answer a question that um, a listener from Ireland, I think it was Ireland, Ken, asked you on this latest podcast about the bike rack options. And being a cyclist myself, I kind of struggled with what rack to go with mainly because I don't want to scratch up the paint by putting one of the strap-on racks on the, on the trunk, um, I ended up going with installing a hitch and using a, a hitch mount rack. And I'm telling you, the aftermarket hitch, hitches <laughs> um, for the Model 3 are so easy to put on. There's plenty of online um, instructionals to how to pull off the bumper and install it. It is a piece of cake. It took me and a buddy of mine, which we did need two people, but... Anyway, it took us about 45 minutes to install the hitch, and that way not only is it energy efficient, as you you mentioned, but also no scratching of the paint can occur, and you can carry up to, you know, four bikes. So that would be my suggestion for him is to go with the aftermarket hitch for the Model 3. And, yes, I think there may be some warranty issues if you're going to pull something, but not if you're just putting a bike rack on it. So
0: thanks. Jonathan, I very much appreciate your perspective here as someone who has actually done this. I'm sure that your call is going to help Ken make a confident and informed, that's the key thing, informed decision for his car, and I suspect that you've helped out other listeners out there as well, so thank you very much for that. See, this is why I love the hotline section of the show, because I get to learn stuff Listeners get to help other listeners out. It's great. I love it. So thank you, everybody who calls in. Uh, Mossimo from Canada is next. Longtime listener here.
2: Hey, Ryan. It's Mossimo from Canada. Longtime listener. I've been listening to you since episode two. I just want to say what an amazing job you do week in, week out. The reason for my call is I just want to say that over the weekend, my Tesla Model 3 was hit in a parking lot while I was having a coffee, and I came out to find sentry mode and the music blaring. Uh I ran to the parking lot, but I was too late. And when I checked the sentry mode, the video, they backed into me, and then, unfortunately, they sped off and actually blew a stop sign. Now, what I wanted to ask you was, if you think it's possible that we can get the cars, even though they're parked, to have the wipers going... It was raining that night and the front cameras were unable to pick up the license plate due to the rain and the fish effect. But I was just wondering if you think that's a good idea or if you think it's even possible that while it's parked, if it can go on the wipers, we can get them to go on every minute or so just to clear that wiper. And I mean, if that was a thing, I would have had their license plate. Um, looking forward to your response. Either way, um, I enjoy what you do, and uh, have a good day.
0: Well, Mossmo, I am very sorry to hear that this happened to you. I can't imagine that this is the first time that someone's parked Tesla has been hit while it's raining outside, thus obscuring the front cameras. So... There would certainly seem to be no technical reason why Tesla couldn't offer an option in the menu to leave those auto sensing wipers on while the car is off and while sentry mode is active. I don't know what kind of power that would draw, but my non-engineering basic brain (laughs) thinks that it probably wouldn't be that power intensive. So here's hoping that Tesla hears your suggestion and carefully considers it. Next up, Joey from Seattle.
3: Hi Ryan and Daisy, this is Joey from Seattle. Long time first time and all that. I was visiting a friend's house recently when I found out that my own house was out of power due to the storms that were going up and down the west coast last weekend. I also knew unfortunately that my battery in my car was nice and low, so I wanted to stop by a supercharger on my way home and that way, if worst came to worst, I'd at least have a nice battery powered space heater on wheels. I looked online and it turns out that There's no way on Tesla's website to find out, A, if a supercharger is even still available. I thought maybe the power outage might've hit it too. And B, what the wait times are like. And I couldn't even get a person on the phone because it was Sunday evening. Do you know if there's any way to check up on a supercharger without going to the car? Thanks, and I love the show.
0: Hey Joey, I'm happy to help you here. The answer is that yes, you can check it out without being in the car using the new version of the Tesla app sort of if you go into location you get a map of where your car is if you zoom out on that you will see red flags on the map showing nearby supercharging stations I mean depending on how many superchargers you have near you you might have to zoom out a lot and when you tap it you can see how many are available at that time as well as send navigation directions to your car if you want to do that. So I hope that helps. Thanks so much for your call. Next is TJ in Arizona.
2: Hi, Ryan. This is TJ in Arizona. I am sitting in my new to me Tesla Model S and I just wanted to share this with you. I have been, I caught wind of your podcast in 2019 and you just drove me into a frenzy over Tesla. I listened to all of the episodes I listen every week now and I just, I love everything. Tesla, I love everything you do. And I just wanted to share some of this excitement with you. I am on cloud nine and I I anticipate I will be every time I drive this car. It is just the perfect vehicle in every way that I could possibly imagine. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, just sharing everything that you know and, and getting me excited about Tesla every week. I, I thank you so much. I, I hope you have a, a great day and I hope you just keep doing what you're doing because it's making people happy. Thank you so much.
0: TJ, thank you. And I'm playing this call, not in any kind of self-congratulatory way. I hope nobody takes it that way, but I'm playing it as a reminder of why we all love this. Can you hear the excitement and enthusiasm in TJ's voice? And TJ, I'll address you directly here. I'm so delighted to have helped you find and get to know something that is bringing you so much joy because I feel the same way about Tesla, and and specifically my Model 3 myself. As you know, since you said you went back and listened to all the old shows, when I started this, I didn't own a Tesla. I could not afford a Model S back in 2015, which at the time was the only car that Tesla had. I mean, I certainly couldn't afford a Roadster, which had gone off the market a few years prior at that point. And hearing your call reminds me of that pure joy that I felt when I first finally got my Model 3. And I, this is going to sound sappy, but whatever. I try to hold on to that. I really do. When I, when I wash the car, I will often find myself walking by it in the garage or when it's parked somewhere. And I'll say to myself, man, I, I can't believe I get to own this. It really is a wonderful privilege. And I'm so glad that you've got a Tesla to call your own now. The Model S is an amazing car, no matter what model year you've got, so enjoy it. Thank you very much for the kind words, TJ. I really, really do appreciate it. Next up is Ryan from LaGrange Park in Illinois. Hey Ryan, it's Ryan from LaGrange Park, Illinois. I recently test drove a Model 3, and one of the first things I wanted to try was Xbox cloud streaming on the browser, since you can access that service just via any browser. And I was able to log in and see all of the games available, and when I tried to launch one, it didn't quite get there. It didn't quite actually launch the game. I did see on YouTube, some people were able to launch into the games, but the frame rate was so bad that it just didn't work. So I'm wondering, do you think it's possible for Xbox and Tesla to ever collaborate on an actual native app in the entertainment center? Or is this kind of just a limitation of the built-in Wi-Fi in the car themselves? And if that's the case, do you think if I could tether a 5G phone, it might load better? I don't know. What are your thoughts here? Thanks. First of all, real quick, the thud that may have come through on the microphone during the last response, the last call response, (laughs) That was Daisy dropping her giant bone onto the floor. So if you're curious what that was, (laughs) there you go. Anyway, Ryan, uh, xCloud, as you know, is still a work in progress, but I do honestly think that we're going to get there at some point. And I do hope it's in an officially supported way, ideally with a native xCloud, Xbox Cloud gaming app in the car, as you suggested. I can tell you factually that a number of higher-ups at Xbox drive Teslas. So they're all fans of the company and of the cars and would no doubt love to see this themselves. So that, that bodes well also. And by the way, you mentioned 5G. I think the odds of X Cloud gaming, Xbox Cloud, I gotta stop calling it X Cloud. They're not calling it that anymore. That's the code name. Anyway, I think the odds of Xbox Cloud gaming happening in the Teslas is gonna go way up once 5g chips are standard in every tesla which as i've talked about at a few points this year is something that i think will happen sooner rather than later and our white hat hacker friend green the only has found evidence to suggest that it is certainly something that is being worked on i think it'll probably happen within the next year i would guess but it is just that a guess thank you for your call and thank you to everybody who dialed in over this past week. I appreciate it. Again, I love hearing from everybody. I think this part of the podcast is very valuable for me and for uh, hopefully for you guys, too. It's good to get the community's voice in here and get some other thoughts and perspectives on things. All right. Again, if you've got a call, dial in. I give you the call and information at the top of the segment. But I'm not done yet. Hang tight. I'll be right back with your pro tip of the week and a little bit more right after this
6: this is steve downs the voice of master chief sierra 117 you're listening to ride the lightning the tesla unofficial podcast you know that Cybertruck? looks a lot like a warthog doesn't it master chief
0: out real quick i gotta tell you a story not about me and my car but about my neighbor who has a model y that he street parks because street parking is exceptionally common here in san francisco uh particularly if you have a, a garage at all uh, you it's can be really narrow like mine I mean I'm lucky mine's situated such that I can get in and out reasonably decently enough but not everybody can and you know there are no driveways for the most part it's it's sidewalk and then straight into your garage that's just sort of how things are if you can picture it but so so a lot of people street park anyway including electric vehicle owners so my neighbor with a Model Y I always see it parked right on the street in front of his house, I drive by one day, a few weeks ago, and I see that it's been hit pretty bad, Uh, not a ton of damage to the body, but the left rear wheel has been like pushed forward and into the car, like it looked, it definitely, the car was not going anywhere, I thought, I mean, I don't know anything about automotive repair, but just looking at it, I thought oh man I wonder if that's totaled like if it's if the axle is shot if they might just total the car but uh and then that was that and I kind of wondered oh well and then the, the car was towed away obviously to go either get repaired or totaled well I finally ran into that neighbor who I I, I don't really know him uh, we just we've kind of waved hello in passing just you know friendly but don't really know each other so I saw him this morning when I was finishing up a dog walk with Daisy and I stopped and said oh you know I saw your Model Y, like what's, what happened to it? Uh, and, and the story is way crazier than I could have imagined. So I've said this before, I'm on a hill in San Francisco. And again, it's, it's street parking, it's narrow. It's, uh, there's really only room for one car to go down the middle, but there's cars street parked on both sides. So it's, it's pretty tight. And what happened was, and he showed me a picture, somebody coming down uh, in the middle of the night he just whacked his car, which I obviously had seen, but what I didn't expect was that they were clearly going f- way faster than they should have because their car, the the uh, people who hit them was a uh, it was a small Honda uh, SUV. It flipped over. it hit the model Y, just parked on the side of the road, uh you know on the side of the street. and the Honda was on its roof. It was flipped upside down. The picture was wild that he showed me. So he must have, I mean, you know, you can't, it's it's 25 miles per hour at best on this street and really any of these streets are around these neighborhoods. And this person had to have been going a good bit faster because even if you hit a boulder, which effectively the Model Y was in this case, because as you all know, the, Tesla's, they're heavy cars and the batteries, the weight is all in the floor. The weight's all really down low. So it's, it's exceptionally difficult. I won't call it impossible, but it's very difficult to flip a Tesla. And this, this Honda must've been going quick enough where it went into the Y and then the force, the Y was sturdy enough and big enough and heavy enough. It, the, the, the Honda flipped over now everybody was okay, that's the good news. But this uh, poor neighbor's Model Y, he did tell me it's not totaled. He's expecting it back sometime next month, month of December. So he'll have ended up being without it for in the end at least 2 months, you know, waiting for repair. So that's not great. He says he hates the ICE rental that he's got now. He says, uh, drive it's like a it's like driving a lawnmower." It's, and I don't I <laughs> I know exactly how he feels. <laughs> But I mean, I'm, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Number one, but but just goes to show you that's, that the Teslas are tanks. I mean, they are even if you're not in one and the car is just parked, it's still it's still uh, tough to to bring down in an accident. So just a crazy story, and I hope that never happens to any of you because that's boy, what a what a horrible thing to literally wake up to. He said, you know, he heard the crash and woke up. Uh, in the in the middle of the night, and the police came, and yeah, the whole thing. So crazy story. Uh, real quick, I want to give an entertainment recommendation. I have not done this in quite some time, but there is a video game out that is right up the alley of everyone in this audience. Unfortunately, there are no Teslas in it, but that game is Forza Horizon Five. I know I've mentioned Forza Horizon Four before, but Five just came out. It is available for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X or Series S, and it is, I mean, put it this way, IGN, my website, gave it a 10 out of 10, and while I did not do the review myself, I don't disagree with that 10 out of 10 score in the slightest. This is just the ultimate car video game. You don't have to like, you don't have to be all about racing, although there's certainly racing in the game, obviously. But it's just, it's a game that celebrates the love of cars. And it's just so, it's in a fictional version of Mexico, and there are just all sorts of beautiful places to drive to, fun activities to do. It's very laid back, it's very chill, it's very welcoming and approachable. It's just a tremendous, tremendous game. And it does have at least one electric in there. And there's the, that is the Porsche Taycan. It's in there. I bought that with my, you know, just in-game money that I earned playing the game. Not any kind of real-world microtransaction thing. You know, you just uh, you get money as you play in the game. And yeah, that, the Tycon was one of the first cars I bought. It's very fast, so it's it's like there are drag strip challenges in the game. It's like I'm gonna take the Tycon for this one. What a phenomenal game! Cannot recommend it enough just awesome. It's probably my game of the year vote if we voted today, which we're not voting today. But just if we, if this were the end of the year and we called it right here without any of the other games coming out in the next month, I would call it for Forza Horizon 5. So cannot recommend it enough. Do check that out. Time for your pro tip of the week. It comes to us this week from Quinn in Ohio. This is specifically... I mean, I guess this probably applies to S and X owners, not just three and Y people. So Quinn, take it away.
4: Ryan, what is popping? This is Quinn from Ohio with your pro tip for the week. For all of you Model 3 and Model Y owners, I don't know about SNX. If you trip out every time you're trying to clean your screen and you fret about putting a fingerprint on a nice clean screen to exit screen clean mode, then worry not, I have you covered. All you have to do, is go ahead and put your foot on the brake pedal and flip up or down on the gear stock like you're going into forward or reverse, and it'll exit screen clean mode right there for you. It'll take you back to the uh, the screen that you accessed that mode from, and then from there, you can just kind of take your knuckle, tap that X. It's way better than having to hold your fingerprint on the screen, and I don't know about you guys, my hands are pretty dry sometimes, so I end up having to punch that thing a lot with the finger to get it to go away. So at any rate, don't touch it to get out of screen clean mode. Uh, I tried using the voice command. That doesn't work. Just go ahead and move back your stock up or down like you're going into driver reverse. Thanks for the podcast. See you guys later.
0: I never knew that one, Quinn. Thank you very much. I will add on to yours here by giving my method for this, though it admittedly is not as good as yours, but I will say that I unfold the screen cleaning cloth that comes with the car in your glove box, and usually I can press and hold the exit button through a single layer of that uh, microfiber cleaning cloth. When I'm cleaning, I have it folded over so it's thicker. But then I'll unfold it and press the button through the cloth. But your way is better. So thank you very much for that, Quinn. And if anybody else out there has a pro tip of the week that they'd like to share with me and the Ride the Lightning audience, please call in with it because I could always use more good pro tips of the week. I love this little part of the show. Uh, gosh, how long has it been now that I, since I've been doing the pro tip of the week? It's got to be at least two or three years. Anyway, uh, send it in the same way that you call in with the regular Ride the Lightning Hotline calls. And with that, let me say hello and thank you to both the friends of the podcast, uh, the business friends of the podcast, as well as the Patreon friends of the podcast. I will start with abstractocean.com. So many great products over there. You got to just go browse and take a look. See if anything strikes your fancy. From the tempered glass screen protectors that are now the new fourth generation version of those. To the various lighting kits that they've got. Including the rear footwell lighting kit. Which I think is especially awesome looking in a Model Y. Uh, The drop-in cup holder stabilizer. Just the vinyl wrap kits for the center consoles and also the, you know, any of the, the, the glossy finish parts of the, the window switch buttons on, you know, either door, et cetera, et cetera. Check all that stuff out. See what you like at abstractocean.com. And then when you've got everything that you want piled into your cart, use the coupon code RTLpodcast at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. That's RTLpodcast, all one word at abstractocean.com. How about my friend Jeff at Immaculate Reflections? If you are in or going to be in the greater San Francisco Bay Area and would like to show your car a little extra love than you usually show it, you gotta book in some a spa day for your car at Immaculate Reflections. Whether you need a clay bar treatment, whether you wanna do paint correction, paint protection film, ceramic coating, some combination thereof, You get in touch with Jeff via his website, which is irdetailing.com, and then just mention that you are a Ride the Lightning listener and there's a nice little discount waiting for you when you sort of whisper the secret word there to Jeff when you get in touch. Uh, How about puretesla.com slash RTL? They're your one-stop shop for all your dash cam and sentry mode needs. $49 for the 128 gigabyte kit, $69 if you want to step up to the 256 gigabyte kit comes fully formatted ready to go out of the package free shipping anywhere in the US and it's micro SD based so it's going to last and last and last because micro SD is designed for the constant reading and writing that the dash cam and sentry mode requires again I'm a I'm a customer here I love pure tesla Check them out, puretesla.com slash RTL. They've also got the wireless game controller kits as well, if that's also of interest. Let me mention Jada. Uh, I've actually got an email from them pulled up. They've got some Black Friday sales going on. I'll just go over them real quick. The Jada wireless charging pad, which is my favorite accessory that I have. It's $20 off right now. The code is November20. Actually, that's not right. I'm using the abbreviation, but the actual code is NOV20. So altogether, NOV20, as in November twenty dollars off. So that's for the wireless charging pad. If you want to get the SSD drive, that's NOV30. The Jada tray is NOV25. Uh, the NOV20 code will also work on the Jada USB hub, which is available for any Model 3 or Model Y. Made prior to 2021, so 2017 to 2020. And then the Jada Spacer, the Jada Tray, uh, or actually, that's sorry, that's the different thing. The Spacers, also just 50% off, no code needed there. Uh, and then the USB hub console, that's for those of you with 2021 and 2022 threes and whys. That's the all in one thing I mentioned most weeks. 20 bucks off there, same code, NOV20. On that now, if you're going to use any of those codes, all I ask humbly is that you use my referral link to go to their website in the first place before you use the coupon code, and that link is getjada.com/ref/8, because uh, full transparency, they'll throw a couple of bucks my way if you do complete a purchase after entering the site through my referral link. I think. Is that everybody here? Oh, the snap plate. I almost can't forget them. Everyamp.com slash RTL. Whether you've got an S3, X, or Y, you want to grab this for your front license plate bracket if you either want one or your local government requires one. Grab that instead of the, the uh, default one that Tesla gives you with your car that sticks to your front bumper with automotive tape. Ugh, no thanks. Grab the snap plate it goes on and off easily but securely. It can be removed for car shows or when you're washing the car, put back on for toll roads, or when you're parked at a, a parking meter, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The website to get it from is everyamp.com/slash RTL. And that brings me to the Patreon. If you would be so kind, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe coming up soon you think, you know what, Ryan, you have earned my support. I am willing and ready to back you on Patreon. Patreon is the way, it's a service that creators sign up for where you can support them on an ongoing basis. So in my case, I've got a bunch of different support tiers starting at five bucks a month or, uh, what is it? It's $57 for a, if you just want to pay once and support for a whole year, you get a 5% discount doing it that way. On up to the maximum plaid tier that gets the, uh, all the perks, the bonus mini episode, the early access, the, and then the monthly Google Patreon hangout. You can just take a look at all of it on the Patreon page, which is found at patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Again, that's the primary way through which you can choose to support the podcast. If you like, it's purely voluntary. The show's never going to be Uh, walled off from you, it will always come out for free for everyone on Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, but I do put a lot of time, energy, enthusiasm, and research into this, so if at some point you can support me, I'd be humbled and grateful for that. Uh, I'm on the social medias, at least two of them, Twitter and Instagram, same handle at both places, DMC underscore Ryan. And before I go, let me just say hi and thank you to the Plaid, Maximum Plaid, and Roadster in Space tier backers. First up, the Plaid crew, thank you to George Cassioppo, David Brander, Logan Willis, Jason Chalukas, Tim Hyde, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, David Nondol, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman. Jeremy, Tesla owners of Taiwan, Ron Lee, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peek. Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanias, the Lydia family, Aaron Altshul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Noel and Lucy Murphy, the Tesla owners East Bay Club, Paul Casarino, Ryan Natchett, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Travis Krenzel, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Jonathan Zalesny, Rick Dean, and not Elon Musk. Thank you all for your support. The Maximum Plaid crew. A big thanks goes out to Jonathan Wales, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, John Schmidt, Stan Roth, Charles Galpin, Ryan from Las Vegas, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Ulrich Lassa, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisniewski, Gil Cabrera, Hay Watley, Eric Brown, Mark Eversole, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel. Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Maiitsuaru, Suaru, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Alex Brem, Zachary Howard, Tyler Smith, Corey O'Donnell, Matthew Graham Droneberger, Scott Gillis, Aaron Huxley, John Cody, Aaron, and Sonar Tech 77 Finally, the Roadster in Space crew thank you guys very much, Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, Sean Neidig, Scooter Ward, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Crafty Geek, Richard Stokes, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, and Howard Anthony Smith. A big thanks to all of you for your generous and continued support of my efforts here on Ride the Lightning. Well, that will do it for me. Again, I've got a vacation show locked and loaded for you for next week because I am hitting the road starting tomorrow and I just want to take a little break from everything from work, from the podcast, from social media. Just going to unplug, recharge, and uh, that that feels good on the, the occasions that I am lucky enough to get to do that. But I do hope you enjoy next week's show. It'll be going up extra early for the Patreon backers that have early access so you'll get an email for that, of course, every time uh, a new Patreon episode gets uploaded and is available to you. So I hope everybody enjoys that, learns a little bit about detailing, and I'll be back with you for episode 331, quote-unquote, live with that week's news. But in the meantime, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of my American listeners. I wish you all a safe holiday, an enjoyable, healthy holiday with your family's friends, loved ones. Uh, I'm very thankful for everything this podcast has given me, which is a lot. I I don't know why Siri's trying to get in on the conversation, but, um, I'm not thankful for Siri interrupting me during the end of the podcast, but I am in all seriousness. She really interrupted a a nice, uh, (laughs) just warm moment. And no, seriously, thank you all very much for just continuing to listen, continuing to, uh, give me such energy to do this because the emails I get, the tweets I get, the Instagram messages I get, you guys just all are very supportive of what I'm doing here. You know, I do this obviously in my free time. It's not my full-time job, but we've, we've really, I've just, I've met so many wonderful people. I've talked to so many wonderful people, uh, traded, you know, messages online. It's, we're all here for the same love of a, of a product of a company with a mission and and these these products that you know that we that I believe and I think a lot of you share the belief that are changing the world for the better and it's really fun to just be a small part of that for me so uh, thank you all for coming along on this journey with me this Tesla journey this ride the lightning journey uh, and I'll end there for Daisy the boxer I'm Ryan McCaffrey thank you all very much this was ride the lightning episode 329. Happy electric motoring, and I'll see you back with that vacation episode next week.
3: I mean, I
2: think a Tesla...